Happy Friday, everyone. You're through another week. I'm AJ here with Zach, and we welcome you guys to our, our Friday episode. The Cardinals and Rockies series has been very interesting, to say the least. So we will be diving into that, as well as other news from around the MLB. The NHL had a few notable signings this week, so uh, we will be listing those off. And then we'll finish off with some NFL. The Jacksonville Jaguars, Zach's home team there in Jacksonville, uh, is our next NFL team to predict, along with our top 10 running backs, uh, running back rankings. And uh, Zach, how's your week going? It's going good. It's been busy at work. Been having a lot of cases, making plates, having to make changes for um, surgeons because they just want to move a hole like a millimeter, which to me is kind of dumb, but I'm not a surgeon, so it's yeah. kind of annoying, but it's all good. Yeah, you've been able to watch a lot of Cardinals? Uh, been late. Yeah, it's Colorado. been late. I watched some of the Colorado – or honestly, when I turned it on the – First game of the series against Colorado is when CJ Crone hit a three-run homer, and then uh, they just kept scoring. That I just turned it off. Yesterday we were up, and I turned it off and watched something else, which is my "Did you see it?" Yeah, which I'll just go ahead and say my "Did you see it?" is I watched. Did you yeah, see Hard Knocks? Art, I didn't see it. It was really good. Really yeah. good. Dan Campbell is the goat. He is awesome. So intense. Just ultimate football guy um it was great Aiden Hutchinson had a um so like the rookies they made the rookies like come up and say their signing bonus how much money their signing bonus was then either like sing a song he sang a song then another rookie came up and like did a dance and he sang uh Billie Jean and he got the whole he was going he was dancing he was singing he got the whole like auditorium, the whole team. They're all like singing around, singing and like dancing. And then this one guy <laughs> takes off his shirt and like throws it. And then there's a guy like in the front row like this who just like out of like casually catches it and then starts waving it in the air. Uh huh. And it was awesome. It was re- it was one of the best. I haven't watched a ton of Hard Knocks, but because I didn't mm-hmm. have HBO until last year, but it was really good. I saw one clip from. Uh, I don't know if it was an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator getting into it. Yeah, uh, they're just going back and forth. Just yeah, yeah. like not like they're actually other. mad at each other. They're just competitive yeah. for fun. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I do I'll have, have another. Did you see it? I just uh, came. It's about Antonio Brown, okay. and this is his biggest regret. Oh no! Um, I'm gonna have to read this. My biggest regret in my career doesn't involve calling. My GM, I'm not going to say that, or showing up to Raiders camp late in a hot air balloon with frozen feet or throwing rocks at that UPS driver. And it definitely doesn't involve taking my shirt off and doing a victory lap around the Jets stadium mid game while throwing up deuces. My biggest regret is that I'll never get to see me, Antonio Brown, play a game live. Sure, I can watch the game afterwards, but I can't imagine what that was like for you all to see something like that. Like watching the Beatles or Jesus perform at Red Rocks. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Classic Antonio Brown. That's his biggest regret. Oh my god! It doesn't surprise me though. No, He's it doesn't surprise me either. Like, mentally crazy. My god! You know he's he's gonna be a name several years from now. I mean, I'm thinking about it now. That we're gonna say is like the the one of the biggest what ifs. He had the talent to be. I don't know if it's what ifs. He was like, yeah, like yeah. a lot of good years. Yeah, he he definitely himself but like 
Would you put him in like with the best receivers ever conversation? Because I wouldn't. No. But if we're talking about like a five year span, I mean, you could yeah. say that. But yeah, he's a nut, man. So he's is he crazy? I mean, what's what's the latest update on him? Is he done? I guess I don't know. Was, was the Jets incident uh, uh, when he when he uh, ran off the field? Yeah. When he just the last time we saw quit, him? Mid, yeah, quit yeah. mid game. That was the last time we saw him. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Dang. Well, uh, on another note, my did you it was uh, the double A first baseman for the Cardinals last night. I know you saw this. Uh, Chandler Redmond, he's 25 years old in double A. Don't know if he'll ever make it. But after last night, a lot of people know his name. That's for sure. Yes. Five for six, four home runs, 11 RBIs. Not only that, he hit a solo homer, a, a two run homer, a three run homer, and then hit a grand slam to top it off. And my dad made a good point. Why are you pitching to the guy at the end of the game? Like yeah, you got to work around him. But yeah, I thought that was super interesting. And Danny Max had a stat last night. It's the second uh, home run cycle mm-hmm. in in uh, pro baseball history. The other one was also in Double A. I think he said against us. Oh really? Uh, in Double A. Yeah, it's weird Arkansas that it's in Travelers. Double-A. Yeah. My yeah. my my friend texted me. He was saying, like, did you see what he did? And I was like, yeah. And then he replied, he used all of his luck on one game. He's never making it to the MLB now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. I thought he was – I could have sworn I, he was batting, like, 280 down there. But after I looked and, and read up on it, he was batting, like, 230. Yeah, he used it, like, like your guy said. He used it all night. Um, but I'm going to pull up the pickle here because we've the been pickle. pretty pretty successful with it. Um. I so I, I just want to start off with who we're going to talk about quite a bit in just a second here, Albert Pujols, after what he did last night. Let's get started with Albert. And that was a terrible, <laughs> terrible start. And I should have known that because he's 42 years old, so that doesn't help out with age. It whatsoever. doesn't help at all. No. <laughs> the closest they could be is 39. <laughs> yeah, it was a terrible guess. Uh, all we got from that is that he bats right-handed. He throws right-handed. Not in the NL Central. Uh there's not yellow over it either, which makes me believe it's in the American League, not a Cardinal, obviously, not Dominican Republic, not a DH. Mm. <laughs> One heck of a start. Yeah, at least we know what he throws right and bats right. That really helps <laughs> yeah, out. Narrows it down. That really narrows it down. What are you thinking? Oh, I'm trying to think of someone that's like 30 years old who bats. Mike Trout. Okay, we can do it. Mike Trout. There's a yellow in the AL West, so it's either the NL West or around the American League, but there wasn't a yellow on the National League, so it's American League. Um, bats right, throws right, born in the U.S., uh, not 31 in, in, that, in that square, and not a center fielder. Mike Trout's 31. Unbelievable, right? Just yeah. time, time flying by. Um, I'm leaning American League. Cent- no, it would have been a yellow. I'm leading American League East. There's been a lot of players from there, though, that we've had. American League East. I'm going to go Orioles. How old's Ryan Mountcastle? I have no idea. It is the American League East. He's only 25. Uh, and there's a yellow within the 25. So uh, he's within two years of 25 years Not old. Not on the Orioles. Not on, but American League East, righty, righty, born in the U.S. 
not a first baseman. Uh, we got Rays, Blue Jays. I mean, oh, what about someone like Bo Bichette? Yeah, dude, Bo Bichette. I was trying to think of an American player on the Rays. He's, I think he's right. from Florida, I think. Bo Bichette. It's okay. It's Toronto, American League East, obviously. Righty, righty, born in the U.S. There's not a yellow in the 20, and he's 24 years old. So it's either 20 or 27. Um, and then he's not a shortstop. Alejandro Kirk's not 27. He's young, right? I think he's 23. Mm. And it's not Vladdy. Vladdy George born Springer. In no, he's like 30. Put it in anyway. YOLO. Oh, it's not a uh, not a center fielder. Oh yeah, never mind. What about um, Guriel? Is he from America? No, you're right. That's yes, true. Who's Who their backup catcher? Uh, Danny Jansen. Is he right-handed? Yes. Boom! That's Try it. it. Calling. We got a couple of guesses. Bingo! It's Danny Jansen. Let's go. <laughs> Dang, that's good. I was yeah, I was running out of players because everybody is like uh, Hispanic or born in Canada or whatever, maybe. Yeah. All right. Sweet, Danny Jansen pulled that one out of Let's nowhere. Let's go. So he used to be who, their starting catcher before on MLB the show. He was. Kirk. He was. You you remember? I remember him because he always wear those goggles. Oh yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> okay. So by the way, we do have the Cardinals on in the background. It's two to two in the sixth inning. Got a couple guys on. Paul DeYoung just uh, struck out. Looks like yeah, Tyler uh, O'Neill's up right now. Looks like uh, Hudson. I guess I'm ahead well of you. Today. Yeah, you're a little ahead of me. But this is, like I mentioned in the intro, a very interesting series so far. Let's start with game one. Like you mentioned, you turned it off right away. I don't blame you one bit. We lost 16 to 5. Michaelis gave up 10 runs and two and two thirds. His ERA has risen to 355, I believe it was. Uh, my couple takeaways before I hand it off to you is O'Neal, who I'm looking at the screen right now is 0 for 2 with a couple strikeouts today. He was extremely unlucky um, in game one, hit four with three lineups. He left his bat literally all three times. I was watching with my family, and I, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a gapper. And it was like they had Gritchick shifted over, yeah. or Blackman shifted over, and it was right to him, which extremely unlucky. And then my other takeaway was uh, Paulie D, which I'm sure you're really high on Paul. It seems like you talk about him quite a bit. So, um, but yeah, he's he's red hot, which is really good to see him coming back. But also, as as we get into to game two of the series in Colorado, again. did he really? Mm. Goodness. But in Colorado, it really just takes you hitting gaps or getting under the ball and driving it out to get really hot. Cause Michael is, wasn't re- like, they weren't really hard hit balls. Crone, Crone destroyed that baseball. It was like yes. 450, but everything else was like, Ryan McMahon hit one 495 feet. Yes. Besides that also, <laughs> but uh, what were you, what were your takeaways? I know you didn't watch much of game one, but. Yeah, I didn't watch it cause you we were losing and I was like, I'm not watching this. Like we were down like 10 to nothing. Yeah. Um, like bad games happen. I'm not worried about Mike list. They were also saying on the broadcast that um, in the altitude, you can't get as much spin or break on your breaking balls either. Mm-hmm. So uh, also it's cool. So like anyone can get just shellacked 
as a pitcher, but I think Michaelis is going to be fine. Like he's pitched fine the whole year. This is his one bad game. Everyone has a bad game unless you're Sandy Alcantara. Mm-hmm. Who I have a, what's the last uh, star Colorado Rockies pitcher you can think of? I could think of Ubaldo Jimenez. Remember how dominant mm-hmm. he was? But his ERA and, was still like three, five. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I can't remember another one. John Gray was pretty good there. Uh, now he's in Texas. But besides that, I couldn't think of anyone. Yeah, if you keep your ERA under four for Colorado, you're considered an all-star yeah. pitcher. It's it's unbelievable. And, I mean, they've changed it. I knew I know uh, when we were younger, it was like literally home run derby there. So they've fixed it a little bit with the humidor. But it, it's still crazy. Because there, there was a stretch – in game one where we were down 10 nothing, I think it got to 12 nothing, And then we cut it to like 12-5, and we had the bases loaded. And I'm thinking one swing of the bat, and we're three runs. And it was just like yeah, it's anything can happen in that ballpark. But I think they should just move back the walls so it's 400 <laughs> yeah. down the line. Yeah, and just make it 450 in center. <laughs> yeah. uh, we don't have to talk much more about game one, though, because game two was very, very fun to watch and great to see. Quintana impressed once again, six things, two runs, six strikeouts. Albert Pujols against Kyle Freeland, the lefty, the lefty killer, uh, four for five with a homer and two RBIs. Arenado, three for five. I think it was three hits. They were both a triple away from a, from the cycle. He had a homer and two RBIs. Lars Newbar, a couple triples. He stole their triples away from him. Yeah. Newbar's then, on a different level. Oh, man. He's been so good for us. And then Paul DeYoung was also four for five. Um, and then game three is on. His average right is now. almost at 200, I think. Man, yeah. He got a I – don't, I don't think he has a hit today so far. I was thinking he had one, but I don't, I don't think so. Um, is his Hudson out right now? I'm watching this live. Yeah, Hicks is in. Okay. Yeah, I see it now. Hudson, five innings, uh, two runs. There, and then – I, we didn't mention it, but the bullpen is very rested. Pecky Naughton pitched the rest of game one. Or no, he didn't. Um, who pitched after Michaelis in game one? Oh, it was <laughs> former Cardinal now, TJ McFarlane. Oh, did he pitch? <laughs> yes, because he got rocked around again. I'm like, this has to be the final straw for him. Uh, which he was, again, I kind of want to give him his praise a little bit because last year he helped us so much. But he ha- we've mentioned it. He has the type of stuff, not the blow-away stuff, mm-hmm. that if he's not locating and he keeps it up at all, like Coors Field is the worst possible place for him to pitch. A soft tossing <laughs> person yeah. who doesn't have yeah. any movement. Just home run derby. So they also mentioned, uh, and I think I heard it correctly, so the Brewers are in town next, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, this weekend. And I'm sure the place is going to be, kind of <clears> like the Yankees series, going to be packed. Probably not as packed because it was the Yankees coming to town, but yeah. still a very important series because the Brewers swept the Rays for only one game behind us, if not tied with us right now. So um, where was I going with that? I lost my train of thought. Oh, they uh, mentioned that we were going to face a couple lefties this weekend, which means a couple things. First, we as a team kill lefties. Oh, yes. And, and second of all, that means a lot of number five in the lineups. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when i play mlb the show and it's a left-hander pitching i'm like let's go but i yeah. i usually demolish them and they're at, they're out in like the third inning i know <clears throat> i was just thinking that because i've played a lot of the show lately and i was thinking 
uh, all they show like the stats of like Dylan Carlson against left-handed pitching or against righties, and it seemed like every single guy is like destroying left-handed pitching. And I'm not, I'm batting like 220 with everybody against right-handed pitching. And it's, I built real life. I mean, not to the extent of the right-handed pitching, but we kill lefties. Like it's not just Albert. It's yeah. I, I mean, do, yeah. I do. I have been thinking about something for uh, a couple days because Carlson against lefties is batting like 340 and against righties he's batting like 200. When, when do you just give up being a switch hitter? Cause I think he literally just swings the bat better right-handed. Yeah, I remember the same uh, Dylan Car or not? You just said Dylan uh, Dexter Fowler. He had he had splits like that also. I was going to ask you as you as you played in high school, did you mm-hmm. seem like you hit lefties better than righties? I remember, I just saw I, the ball and I, hit the ball. I always seemed like I saw it better out of their hand. That like away slider from righties. Yeah, I I could not see it out of a hand, and I was yeah, like, it is harder whiffing. to see. It's kind of like a lefty lefty. Um, mm-hmm. That's something we never, as a league, talked like lefty specialist, right? Like, um, there wasn't that like righty specialist because there were so many righties. I always I think it's funny how right-handed hitters—you never worry about them when they're facing a right-handed pitcher. But then it's like a left-handed batter gets up and they put a lefty, and it's like I you know. have no chance at getting a hit. I know. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's crazy. Uh, but like as we said. Game three is on right now. Um, also, I don't know if you saw it. I, I sent it to you late last night. You were already asleep. But uh, Jordan Walker, uh, number one prospect for the Cardinals, saw our Instagram story, which is oh, yeah. pretty pretty dope. Um, so we've had Walker see it. We've had Michaelis see it. We've had Mason Wynn see it. We've had um, – I think there was one more. Our tools. Albert, Albert, yeah, but yeah, cool, cool stuff. Um, anything else about the Cardinals before we wrap up the MLB segment here? Um, I think we're looking good. Hopefully, we can pull out this game, and I think we're gonna go on like uh, I know we had that winning streak, but I think we're just gonna keep winning more games than yeah. we lose. Basically, always, I, yeah, be over five hundred for like the last ten games. When you look at like ESPN or CBS, you always look at the team's last 10 games. Mm-hmm. I think we'll always be above 500. Yep. Well said. Because uh, you, you mentioned that was kind of just a dud on, uh, what was that, Tuesday night with Michaelis. Mm-hmm. Nothing was really hard hit besides those couple homers. A lot of, I, I think he gave up 14 hits in those two and two, two yeah, and two it's thirds. Crazy. It was, it's such a hard outfield to cover because it's so big. The ball carries. There was like so many gappers and and bloop single. It was just one of those nights. Literally miserable to watch as a Cardinals fan, though. Yes. Uh, yeah. But did you uh that thing Conlon sent us about Judge flying out to right against the Mets? Did they? No, that that was like from a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Whenever was... he flew out to right, and the Mets commentator was like, "I'd have been a homer in Yankee Stadium." Yeah. Yeah, I think that was like a, a week or so before because i think you and i sent that maybe to each other or something or i saw it somewhere um yeah that, that was funny and then I speaking i think i think i uh i don't know if i mentioned this last episode but we mentioned it a lot but that video of edwin diaz from the back walking out there with the trumpets and now oh, all like man. the i think i said the i don't even know what like religion it was they yeah. this trumpet and there's just all these guys dancing yeah. with these weird hats on. Yeah. I and the thing is, uh Pat McAfee, 
that that show that he has mm-hmm. he mentioned how you can't after that and just like throw a couple um very hittable pitches across the plate i don't remember how he worded it but you have to be electric after that because you can't get everybody hyped and going and then give up a couple bombs speaking of edwin diaz though his stats are ridiculous i had such a good year such a good year like ridiculous because i saw someone post he edwin who's the best closer and you were like it has to be helsley Mm -hmm. yeah I think it may be Edwin Diaz. It might be. It seriously might He's be. He's striking you know. out 18 batters per nine innings. <laughs> Unbelievable. His ERA yeah. is 1.39. Where's saves at? He has 26 saves. I mean, uh, Emmanuel Classe is also having a ridiculous year yeah. in Cleveland. So it was every list I saw for best closer this year, I, I think they give like a reliever of the year award. Mm-hmm. Haters won it the last two believe but diaz helsley classe it's those three the thing with helsley he doesn't have the set because mm-hmm. he wasn't he didn't start the year off as a closer but the dude's got like a 0.59 era still <laughs> it's it's unbelievable he's just throwing gas every time he comes out uh and speaking of of gas <laughs> uh jacob de i don't know if we mentioned him being back he is back and dude did my fantasy team need him so badly right now in this stretch run? <laughs> no, he, uh, I watched a little bit of two starts. I watched a little bit of both and just 102 with ease. Uh, Mark DeRosa, do you remember him as a Cardinal? Yeah. He, he runs this MLB Central show. On, yeah. He, I like yeah, him a lot. Yeah. Him and, uh, Lauren Shahadi and Brian, Brian Flores, I think that's what his name is. Yeah. Or Robert Flores, something like that. Brian, yeah. He's okay. Um, so, he was doing a breakdown of Jacob deGrom and how when people throw gas, like Helsley comes all the way across, like finishes across the mound. And mm-hmm. uh, it seems like a really high effort. DeGrom's so smooth and easy and just one, one Oh two with a, he threw a 96 mile either the other night slider. Like, yes. I don't know <sighs> how you like, how do you touch it? That's my point. I made a few, probably a month ago or so. If he was healthy this entire time, he would have the stats to be the best of all time. Because I think he's got the best stuff ever. But those injuries just kill him because he's already 34, I believe now. Mm-hmm. He came up late. He came up yeah. when he was like 27. Yeah. But just watching him, man, I don't know. And remember last episode we talked about uh, you and I didn't know if it was five games or three games for the wild card. Mm-hmm. I found out it is three games. and So you get the win three or do you just win two uh two out of three so it's just a series yeah yep uh, for the wild card and also uh the home team for the wild card which right now we're the three seed if the season ended right now because we're in the mm-hmm. division lead uh the home team gets all three games at home so right as if the season ended right now we're facing the Padres at home for three and then the, the Mets are the two seed but my point was that for that is that uh, we talked about facing Scherzer and DeGrom for the first two games like that like you don't want to face somebody like that and uh hey we faced Scherzer last year in the wild card and Adam Wainwright is the goat at clutch games he, yeah Adam's just not, be Alex Reyes threw a meatball right down there yeah. I, actually yeah, yeah. I just don't want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> dude I, I was literally I'm gonna AJ uh, shut up <laughs> we're, we're not <laughs> talking about it I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna be completely uh honest 
tier i was teary-eyed that night after that happened that just like tore my heart out after everything that happened to end the series oh, to end the season with that winning streak i thought it was our year and also speaking of getting teary-eyed that that video that harrison bader posted that got that got me teary-eyed man i know Sad. i was i know harry isn't like some superstar player just seemed i don't know did you watch it did you get to watch I it i did watch it yeah that was hard to watch for me man i don't know i don't I don't like seeing, and I know you're not, you weren't the past few years, the biggest Harrison Bader fan. No, I liked him. I just wish he would make more contact. Yeah, that's very true. And I, he wrote a whole article that I read as well about, uh, he wrote one like a while ago, didn't he? He did. Uh, Yeah. I I read those. Yeah. He's a good writer. (laughs) He actually is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was writing about the hate that he got in St. Louis and how it was all well, uh, deserved i guess because he was talking about how he needed to hit better um and stuff like that but yeah i i wish him the best of luck man and in new york where he's where he's from but um continuing it going here around the league speaking of new york the yankees are slumping hard they lost two of three to the mariners that game the other night and i tweeted about it for us the mariners yankees went to the 13th inning the longest game inning wise since 2019 i believe they said uh, because of the whole guy on second base, stupid runner rule. Yeah, you don't you don't see those long games anymore. It was zero zero into the thirteenth. That's and awesome. The Mariners won. Uh, Garrett Cole was on his game. Luis Castillo. I feel like I personally even underrated Luis Castillo. Did you know he was this good? He plays for the Reds, and I, we see him a lot. But he's he's had like sub three ERAs before. He's got insanely filthy stuff. Like I didn't ever put him in the. Uh, top two starters for a playoff series, mm-hmm. but conversation, but he's, he's that guy. Like he's honestly, he's probably the Mariners. Number one, Robbie Ray has had an off and off oh, season. Yeah. He's for sure. They're number one. Castillo's good, man. Um, like I mentioned, the Brewers swept the two game series versus the Rays. They're in town tomorrow night. Um, St. Louis, not your town there in Jacksonville. <laughs> uh, Ryan Mountcastle and the Orioles. I put Ryan Mountcastle because he absolutely obliterates the Blue Jays. Uh, I'm seeing like a bunch of social media pages post about how he just owns the Blue Jays, but they are tied for the wild card spot in the American League right now. I, I want I'm going to go back and look at After our rankings. selling exactly <laughs> at the deadline. I'm going to go back and look at our predictions for the Orioles. I'm pretty sure you and I did not have them in the wild card conversation. No, we had them last. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I can already um, tell you now I had him last. I had the Rays fourth, <laughs> the Red Sox third, the Blue Jays second. Mm-hmm. I had the Rays winning the division, and that's really not sitting well with me. That's a bad yeah, take. That was isn't a it? stupid decision. That's a really bad take. <laughs> um, and then Did the you know, Phillies. Okay, you keep going with that. I'll, I have yeah. something after you're done with that. Yeah, I just have two more here. Uh, the Phillies are 14 games over 500, which um, they're looking really, really good here. And not to mention, they're getting. Out of all the trade deadline deals, possibly the best addition. And I know you're not a fan. If Bryce Harper is Bryce Harper, that team is very scary. And then my last thing is, I'm one of those guys that sees uh, combinations of teams like when they play each other. Some just don't make sense. Like they don't look right because they don't play. Are you talking about the Field of Dreams game tonight? Uh, not really. I wasn't. I we should have mentioned that honestly, but that's not what I was going with. I'm talking like when we play somebody, the Cardinals that 
we don't usually see like the mm. like what's a weird team like sometimes the orioles like that's a weird the athletics matchup. yeah exactly like that that's a really weird matchup see weird colors on the field exactly colors kind of met or don't go well together they mash a little bit uh the twins are in la facing the dodgers right now and i watched a little bit of uh, one of their games the other night and that's just a weird matchup Minnesota dodgers i don't know sometimes that just sticks with me like the Cardinals and Athletics is a very good example. That's a weird, weird matchup. Yeah. Like the bright is. green with the red, I don't know. And yellow. No, I, I was going to say is, uh, who do you think is the AL MVP? You know, that's a tough conversation because you know how I feel about Shohei Otani. I don't think it's tough at all. The numbers back Judge. Judge has a 7.1 yeah. war. Shohei Otani has a 5 being a pitcher and a batter yeah that's that's i didn't know that that's a good stat yeah that i i heard that today and i was like that is crazy and with what judge is doing um like last year we talked about vladdy guerrero and show run for it and if vladdy put up the numbers judge was doing like judge is putting in like we mentioned it last episode otherworldly numbers that we've never seen in our lifetime he's going to hit 65 homers Possibly. I mean, it's just, he's on pace for 66, I believe, still. He's at 45 what if Aaron Judge right played now. for the Rockies? Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, my gosh. He did, you know, he literally might have a chance of beating Barry's 73 or whatever it was. Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm, I'm siding with you there. Uh, I just I love Shohei so much. I think what he's doing, and this is a conversation for another time, I think he can go down. He's 27, 28 years old. I think he could be one of the best athletes of all time. Oh yeah, for sure. Just his ability to to do everything. But for this year, what Judge means to that lineup in in New York, yeah, I'm with. And you. the Judge Angels Judge. like are garbage. So. Yeah, man, that's so disappointing. Colonize them. I think if not in the playoffs, the board. I had them in the playoffs. playoffs. I think I did too. We probably will next year too. <laughs> I know, so disappointing. Um, but anything baseball before we move on? Nope. We got a got, got a lot of bear. Um, I have a couple signings in the NHL that happened. Mason Appleton, who was a Seattle Kraken at the end of the last year, was with Winnipeg, and he resigned with Winnipeg. Three years, six point two five million. He's like a second or third liner, just a good depth piece for them. Uh, the biggest signing, in my opinion, Patrice Bergeron. He's like really the uh, engine and the uh, I don't know motor. Yeah, I mean he's just a legend for the Bruins. Him and uh, Brad Marchand, they've just been there this entire time. And he, a lot of the conversation was he's either going to retire or he's going to resign. Well, him and then and also an, uh, another um, older Bruins legend, David Krejci, also resigned. Both uh, Bergeron one year, two point five mil. And David Krejci was one year, one mil. So I'm sure this is probably the last run for them. Um, and then a couple other ones. Martin, uh, I don't know how to say his last name. I looked it up earlier and I already forgot. N-E-C-A-S. Nechas, is I think they how, mm. how they pronounce it. One of my favorite players. <laughs> Never <laughs> heard of years. him before. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's another second or third line guy for the Hurricane. Well, he resigned with the Hurricane. Two years, six mil. Uh, Nick Roy for the Golden Knights, re-signed with them as well. He was the biggest contract of the week. 
five years, 15 mil. And then Jake Wallman, former blue defenseman, was in the deal for Nick Letty uh, in the middle of this year. He re-signed with the Red Wings. Also, the Red Wings, a.k.a. the Blues 2.0. They got like six <laughs> Blues players over there. Uh, one year, one mil. So we don't have a lot of NHL to talk about, especially being the offseason. So I wanted to, uh, for any hockey fans listening, fill you in on a couple signings there. But let's keep it rolling to Zach's uh, hometown team. I know you're a Cowboys fan, but this is your team now, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Second team. I'm going to let you honestly, unless I'm going to just give my little input as you as you talk about them, because this is this is your time to shine with the my Jaguars. Time. The Clemson but, Tigers 2.0. Exactly. <laughs> then when the Raiders uh, are the Clemson Tigers team. I have the Jaguars at 6 and 11. Ooh, I like it. I know. I, I put it down when I look, looked at the schedule real quick before this episode. I put them at like 5 and 12. But I think, I really think they're going to be better than people think. Um, I think Trevor's going to be a whole of a lot, whole of a whole <laughs> lot better this year. I can speak. I was kind of like <laughs> thinking of different words to put in there, but then <laughs> yeah. I was like, when I was going to say that word, I was going to put it in the wrong order. And I was like, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. But I think Trevor's going to be a lot better this year. You don't have a, a nutcase urban Meyer as your um, coach who likes to go to bars with uh, other ladies, <laughs> yeah. not his wife. So yep, yep. Um, I think he's going to go have a really good year with uh doug peterson who's a really good coach um unfortunately he won a super bowl with the eagles but it's fine <laughs> um but they made a lot of off-season additions they signed a lot of people they signed christian kirk that was probably one of the biggest to a mm-hmm. big deal probably overpaid a little bit but mm-hmm. he's fast i th- i think he'll play i think he'll be good i think he'll get a lot of touches and be he Very was he was really overpaid, wasn't he? Yes. Like I know he's going to help, and I even put it down. He's really going to help them out with their wide receiver core because he's really <laughs> the number one now, right? With Marvin Jones and Zay Jones. Like I would still Marvin Jones to me, I personally would say is better. But I think Christian yeah. Kirk will. He's just younger. Marvin Jones is old, reliable. Yeah. Um, yeah. They signed Zay Jones. He's good, and they also have like Lavishkis Chenault, who was mm-hmm. a rookie last year, is pretty good, and yeah. Laquan Treadwell. And then they signed Evan Ingram from the Giants, who is good at catching, but I think he's very bad at blocking as a tight end. Yes. Well, didn't he have a lot of drops with the Giants? Probably, I, yeah. I could have sworn he did. I thought he I was on like did. those low lights because he's like everything I've, I remember from him is like he's, he's very a physical, athletic. yeah, physical specimen. Yeah, he played and at Ole Miss. Everybody has him high on fantasy every single year, and then yeah. he just flops. He's really good on Madden. He's really fast. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, I think they have Dan Arnold, which sounds f- very familiar. Mm-hmm. I feel like he played for the Cardinals. You're talking about tight end? Yes. Yeah, I believe he was a Cardinal. Yeah, I think he was solid, but he got hurt at one mm-hmm. point. I feel like I had him on a fantasy team at one point. <laughs> um, they have, looking at their offensive line, I see names that I recognize, so that must mean they're so- Like Brandon Sheriff, I think, is pretty <laughs> solid. Cam Robinson, Charlotte. With offensive linemen, that's always the way to go. I was thinking about that today. I don't know many offensive linemen, but when you list them in front of me and I know who they are, like you said, it's usually a good sign. Like, yeah, they're decent at least. Um, Jawan Taylor. I don't know if he's that great, but I recognize his name. Um, Their defense has players who, I don't know, I think their defense is solid. I don't know if they're going to be super good. Yeah. 
Um, but they got the number one draft pick and they drafted Trayvon Walker from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you, in the Hall of Fame game, he had a sack, so that's good to see. You weren't real high. I mean, I guess us together, we weren't real high on that, were we? I like, I think he'd be a good player. I just didn't think he should have been number one. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they should have got an offensive lineman. And he's also less proven than Hutchinson, right? Yes, I would say so. Yeah. I yeah. still think I still think Kayvon, uh, the Bideau, oh, yeah, is going to be the best, but that's my personal agree. Pick. But after seeing him get a sack in the preseason game, he got a sack. So, yeah, I think he's pretty, he's like a physical specimen. I don't know if he's as maybe a little raw, but mm-hmm. hey, he got a sack. Um, Josh Allen on their team, he's a stud. Yeah. Uh, they have Shaquille Griffin, good cornerback, and a lot of guys I don't. Former Hawk, really. baby. Former Hawk. Yep. Former Hawk. Yep. <laughs> um, but I think another big addition to the Jaguars is Travis Etienne Jr., who mm-hmm. is the ACC's leading <clears throat> rushing yards, touchdowns, literally everything. And I have to say he is probably one of the best football players I've ever seen in my life. The most explosive person I've ever seen. He mm-hmm. would literally – I, I like I it's so hard to explain. You just had to be there. But he would just like run, break a bunch of tackles somehow, spin, and then just go like four point four three forty down the field. And it's yeah. just ridiculous. And I also think uh his later years he really worked on catching. He's gonna be a really good uh receiving back too, and he's just he's electric. Like yeah. I him and Tre- Trevor and them there, he already has a connection playing at Clemson. So I mm-hmm. think he's gonna be ridiculous and then they have james robinson so i think they have a good one two uh combo there which i'm super excited to watch travis Etienne. yeah uh james robinson was he a rookie back last year is that correct uh not like second year year? before that was his second year last year okay man it's already been two years because i remember that wasn't his rookie year he really broke out yeah he was really good yeah um I, i like that backfield and you've mentioned a little bit defensively already they were 28th in defense last year. If they can like low, like lock that down, they have the offensive weapons to be really competitive in just about every game. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I've given you some Trevor Lawrence crap the last few weeks here. I'm with you. I, I think he's going to have a season where he shows uh, what he can, what he's capable of. And I, I know he's so good. I know Kirk is really overpaid. Um, but, I don't know. It's kind of, man, I should have mentioned something else at the beginning of the, of the episode. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, but Christian Kirk, even though he's overpaid, I don't know what the um, free agency class was like off the top of my head. Devontae was, right? A free yeah, agent. You Devontae went to the Raiders, though, yeah. Besides that, like maybe it's just one of those signings that they went out and got. Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe they just liked what they saw. Like obviously the Cardinals had. AJ Green and uh, D Hop, D- yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. So it's not like Kirk was getting a ton of touches, but I guess he is really fast. So I guess they just wanted, yeah, a guy who just a deep threat, really, yeah. And hopefully he can uh, develop into a more overall receiver. So this is not football, but I have to mention this before we get into finishing our football. Um, the Jason Hayward signing is what I was going to talk about, which for the Cubs in, in the in baseball, you know. So he said uh, he wanted to, or he, uh, the Cubs said that they are going to 
uh, release him at the end of the year, I believe. He's got one year left on his contract. Like 20-some million. <clears throat> They're like, yeah. we'd rather just pay you to sit at home than play on our yeah, team. exactly. He's been, at, I don't know, I don't even know how old he is now. Mid-30s, probably. Yeah, like I, oh, I have a question for you, Jay. How's, yeah. the, how's the young core of the Cubs? <laughs> yeah. That that's a comment that uh really aged poorly. <laughs> really yeah, that pissed me poorly. off so much when it happened. <laughs> yeah. And I I'm happy he uh is getting cut from a team. Yeah. So uh I'm I'm with the belief this entire time of that was a terrible signing for them. And I, I obviously that comment aged poorly. And I'm also in the belief that I'm so glad we did not sign him because it has been awful. But they broke it down on MLB Now with Brian Kenny about how the signing is not as bad as people think. And I really wish I would have used this as my did you see it because any football fans listening to the segment, uh, just skip through this really quick. I screenshotted um, the names they were talking about. Let me pull it up here. We're Okay. Uh, the 2015 free agent deals. So this is a year right after they lost in the NLCS to the Mets um, after beating us in the NLDS. And so they, they felt like they were on the borderline of making a World Series run. The Cubs did. So they felt like they really, in my opinion, I think they just felt like they had to make a signing that they felt put them over the top. So the free agents available were David Price. He signed seven years, $217 million. Zach Granke, well, obviously, first of all, David Price has not turned out after his tremendous beginning of his career. Zach Granke has been solid for, throughout his whole career, uh, really good some years for sure. Then there was Jason Hayward, eight years, 184 mil. Now get to these names. Chris Davis, remember that power guy for the Orioles? Oh, I remember not Chris Davis. Well. Justin Upton, I loved him at the beginning of his career in uh, Arizona with Diamondbacks. He has fallen off. Um, he's a free agent right now. Johnny Cueto, like 39. Yeah. He's old. Uh, Johnny Cueto's having a resurgent year with the White Sox, but he hasn't I been hate good. Johnny Cueto. Jordan Zimmerman, you remember him for the Nationals and uh, Tigers? Was he a third pitcher? Bit? No, for a pitcher? Yeah, not Ryan Zimmerman. Uh, Jordan. Oh, okay, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Jeff Samarja, former Notre Dame wide receiver. Uh, and then Wei Yin Chen made five. Five years, 80 mil. So they were talking about Jason Hayward, about how he was, before his age 25 season, the best, mm-hmm. like he's a top five uh, age 20 season of all time. So like he had the, when he signed, he was like 25, 26 years old. And he summoned off a great year with us here in St. Louis also, where he almost, I think he almost batted 290. Like yeah, he, he showed batted like 280. He showed promise to where, it just has not aged. But well I feel at all. like if you even just watched him and watched his batting stance, it just was very awkward. Very awkward for sure. But yeah, I, I'm not. I'm. I'm leaning. I'm a little more like they won a World Series. Yeah, Cardinals are getting lit up right now. They just hit a three-run homer. Oh, did they? Oh man, I just saw the two singles. Yeah, yeah. we're not making the playoffs. <laughs> but um, no, I just wanted to throw that out there that I thought that was interesting because he was like, they use all the analytics and he was an elite base runner. Obviously the, um, you elite one base the, runner. Yeah. <laughs> one of the best, uh, defensive players in baseball. And he showed the, the offensive, offensive ability was coming and it just disappeared. 
Uh, like mm. honestly, I don't remember a guy in his prime like that. That, like you mentioned, we, you could, you could kind of tell maybe the hitting was not. It was weird. Well, you could say the same thing about Chris Davis. That the promise was there; he was going to hit fifty bombs for exactly. five years. Yeah, and uh, the the point with that is, do not throw those that type of money at one player um, after one tremendous season or even mm. two tremendous seasons. But we can continue with football here. I thought that was an interesting uh, thing I saw, yeah, I but. Agree. Anything else uh, Jacksonville-wise? Uh, no, I'm excited to watch them play. Hopefully go will, to a couple games. I will say if everything goes perfect, what do you think their ceiling is? Uh, Win-wise. I would probably say, uh, I guess kind of around 500-ish. Okay. I, I said six or seven wins, but yeah. They they definitely could. like ceiling like the best they can yeah, do. The They're not. I I think they'll. If anything, they'll be like uh, seven and ten or whatever. Yeah. Seven yeah. and ten. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then our last segment here. Um, we talked about this off the air. This is tough, man. And our quarterbacks are pretty similar, especially near the top. Yeah. Uh, I think our top five were all the same, just rearranged. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna not agree with this one for sure. I want to knock out my honorable mentions real quick. James Conner was an honorable honorable mention for me. <laughs> Think of James Conner. He didn't even I thought, cross my mind. I, I know. He had a really good year in Arizona. Uh, and then Javante Williams. I think he was a rookie last year, I believe. Yeah, he was. For Denver. Uh, didn't even have all the carries that he and touches he could have had because of Melvin Gordon over there. Uh, but Javante was also an honorable mention. Get us started, though, man. Get I'll do started. my honorable mention. Yep. Aaron Jones from... Whoa, uh, really? Yeah. Okay. Look at the stats, buddy. <laughs> was that was that the name you were talking about? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought I was going to put him in there until I looked at his last year and it wasn't as good as I thought it was it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um so my number 10 is uh I don't know if this is a hot take. I personally don't. It's a player who's played 10 games in the last two seasons that is Christian McCaffrey. Oh, okay. Like you're not going to be high on our best running back list if you can oh i just hit another home run <laughs> oh, um goodness. you're not going to be top five on a list or higher if you um can't stay healthy and play the last two years he's played 10 games out of uh, i'm not doing the math almost 30 yeah maybe more than 30 um but like he's he's obviously in the top 10 just from what he can do and what he proven pro, proved um, in his second and third year in the league, where he one year he had a thousand rushing yards and a thousand, a thousand rushing yards and a thousand receiving yards, um, which is ridiculous. But like I'm not gonna put him uh, super high just because three years ago he did really good. Like mm-hmm. he rushed, he played seven games, had 442 rushing yards, one touchdown. Yeah, and like. 343 receiving yards which is like cool but yeah you're hurt i'm not i'm not completely against uh your take of that i will prepare you Uh, i post these videos on tiktok just be ready for some backlash because i'm I'm sure people will have a problem with that i i don't think people will i think it's completely fair he's literally hurt all the time he's not (sighs) yeah like he's good but like honestly if i would play in fantasy football i would not take him yeah I'm, that I is mean, my key. A lot of people do not take Christian top. McCaffrey. He will yeah. get hurt. Yep. Uh, my number 10 
was Najee Harris for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, last year, again, last year was his rookie year, correct? Yeah. Um, and I think without, I mean, we saw a really big workload for him last year. And that that's really, um, with this whole list, a couple things that I take away. A lot of running backs have a lot of workload because a lot of them are really good in the passing game now as well as the running game. It's not just like pound the football. It's just getting them touches or like kind of like a playmaker type player. Um, just get it to get it to them and let them create. Najee Harris with Mitchell Trubisky, and I, I'm with you. Uh, we haven't predicted the Steelers yet, but Trubisky is not that awful. I think he's going to be solid in Pittsburgh. But with that being said, uh, besides DeJounte Johnson over there, uh, Najee Harris is going to have a huge workload. I think he's going to have a tremendous year. He's my number 10. Yeah, Najee's my number nine. I was considering putting him even even higher because he had a great year, uh, 1,200 rushing yards and 467 receiving yards until I kind of looked at his yards per average, and that was like 3.9. Yeah. And uh, his reception per average was 6.3. Like, he had a ton of receptions, 74 receptions for 467 yards. So that's just like uh, check downs, basically. Mm-hmm. which like reliable because he's catching it. But um, I think he's going to have a really good year. I could see him at the end of his career being top five for sure. He's electric. Yeah. A freak. Um, my number nine is coming off a tremendous year for the Bengals. Joe Mixon is my number nine. And I think uh, like you mentioned with Najee, Mixon's still younger as well, correct? I didn't put his age down, but he's in um, his he younger is... years, right? 26. 26? Perfect. Um, but I think he, like you said with Najee, I think his potential is, is higher on this list. And as some of the running backs ahead of him get older, um, I know the running back age is not like it does. You don't have a long career as a running back is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. No. But Joe Mixon uh, in the past game and in the run game had a tremendous year last year and uh, and a very explosive offense. I think um, I'm trying to make this list not so much of what they did last year, but what I think they'll do. And, uh, yeah, Joe Mixon is my number nine. I think he's a tremendous running back. Um, so my number eight is uh, Zeke. Um, last year he had, he had a, he had a good year for like numbers for running back. He had over a thousand yards, a thousand and two, and he had 287 receiving yards. Um, he had 10 rushing touchdowns. Like these last two seasons haven't been ideal for Zeke, but last year he was playing with a couple knee injuries for the mm-hmm. majority of the year. And he says he's fully healthy now. So um, I think he's going to have a better year. I don't think it's going to be as good as his rookie or some of those other years, but I think he's going to get over a thousand yards rushing um, and some more receiving uh, yards too and uh, touches. Cause I think he's really still explosive, even though he's like Zeke's 27. Yeah. Yeah. So he's still young. Um, but I think him, especially with Pollard too, to take a little bit off his workload. I think he can still be dominant as uh, he was as a rookie. The only reason I didn't have Zeke on this list is because I think Pollard is going to get a lot of touches in Dallas this year. I think he will too, but I think Zeke's still going to get more. It's going to be like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I could see that. Uh, my number eight was Aaron Jones and, uh, the reason for that, and I know you're saying like based off last year, um, and, but with the, that, and really the year before too. 
I think without uh, Devontae Adams, that's the reason why I have him uh, eight, like on my list at eight. Without Devontae Adams, I think, and we've we've talked about the. But what about? Core. But what about? I think AJ Dillon will get a lot of touches. That's true. I mean, I I think he'll. I think I know. I honestly do. I think uh, now that you mentioned Dylan, I think if Dylan was on his own team, he he'd be pushing it to top yeah, ten. He's good. Like, he's a he's really ball. good. Um, but I think Aaron Jones, even though uh, even if Dylan gets a lot of touches in the run game, Aaron Jones is going to get a lot of those little uh, screen passes and just let him, let him create type mm-hmm. of thing. And like I said, without Devontae Adams, we've talked about the Packers being really weak in the wide receiver room. And I think Aaron Jones uh, should have a huge season ahead. Should. <laughs> yeah, I I think he'll have a really good year. My number, I always forget the count. One, two, three, four, five, seven, six, seven. Seven is Austin Eckler from the Chargers. Um, I, at first, wasn't going to – I was almost going to put him, like, farther, like, not as this high, but – I was looking at his stats, and he had 911 yards rushing, and he had 647 yards receiving, which is really good. And I, I really think he could improve that. He's probably the closest out of these guys that I have. Maybe besides, mm, he's one guy who could get a thousand rushing yards, a thousand receiving, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a huge part of the Chargers' offense with. Herbert just slinging it and instead of just slinging it deep you can just throw it a little short one and have Austin Eckler yeah just go to work exactly but he's super good he had 12 rushing touchdowns and eight receiving touchdowns so 20 touchdowns last year super good super reliable just like what you want as a running back nowadays mm-hmm. I would say Austin was my number seven as well and uh the 911 rushing yards surprised me because I always thought of him just just like a screen a receiver yeah. type of running back. That's really impressive. So I, I think um, he's also a younger-ish guy. I think uh, he could also have a tremendous year this year, especially with that insanely explosive Chargers offense oh, yeah. um, and team that could you know make a Super Bowl, Super Bowl run. They Who could. knows? Uh, but yeah, he was my number seven. You touched on everything. Who's your number six? Um, my number six is Joe Mixon. Uh, last year was his third thousand yard rushing season. Um, he had a super good year last year. Um, his yards per attempt was four, so not like amazing. A lot of like the really elite guys have like five, but yeah, four still solid at the NFL. But he had thirteen rushing touchdowns, which I thought was a lot, and um, not as much receiving. But I don't know why. Every time I watched him play the Bengals, he just seemed like dominant like no one could tackle him i honestly thought he'd have more rushing yards but i think next year he's gonna have a tremendous season because one the Bengals will be cooking they have all the receivers for a couple years now their passing game is really good so that's gonna open a lot for joe mixon because i'm sure people would rather have joe mixon beat them than um burrow throwing it to higgins and chase Chase. and uh, boyd yeah uh, my number six was Alvin Kamara and Kamara, Kamara, however you want to say it. Uh, my, my two takeaways for him uh, is first, stay out of trouble. I've mentioned this a few times on the episode already, but please stay out of trouble because he's, he's a player, and I will always remember that five or six, what is it, five or six touchdowns? Five touchdowns, I think. Five. Um, and then also, they will have Michael Thomas back this year to help out Winston. 
but I don't know about any. I mean, Taysom Hill is kind of like all over the place, which he's a cool player and all. But what other like explosive talent do they have over there? Because I think he's in for like a huge. They got um, Jameis. I think Jameis is better than people think. He's also well, I mean, so funny. I mean, like weapons for Jameis. Oh, because besides Michael Thomas, remember it's like Marquez Callaway and yeah, like, they had a good connection last year though. I, I think. Uh, my point with that was that I think Kamara is going to have a huge workload in the oh, run yeah. game and in the pass game. If where, if Taysom Hill is the quarterback, then he won't have a good because he would never throw yeah. to Kamara. No, I yeah exactly. They um, have uh, Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave, so there's actually a pretty good receiver. That's, I forgot about Landry signing there. That is a good signing. But yeah. with that being said, I still think he's going to have a huge workload. <laughs> uh, who's your number five? Uh, my number five is Kamara. Okay. Just Sweet. solid in like everything. Running. He hasn't had a thousand yard rushing season yet, um, which is surprising to me. But his rec- he hasn't had a thousand yard receiving uh, year yet. They they're kind of like very similar to each other every single year. Yeah. Um. He's just when you watch him in a game, I don't know. He's just one of those guys who's so explosive and so quick to make just a cut. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. He's, he's very, very well rounded in his game. Yeah, and he's also twenty seven. So Zeke, Mixon, and Kamara all twenty seven, which I I didn't realize they all came in around the same yeah. time, right. which yeah. is kind of crazy. But one of my favorite stats about Kamara is his in his first three seasons, he had eighty one catches in each season, which uh I just think is very funny. Yeah. That, that is odd. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think he's going to have a good year. Um, we're on five, correct? Yeah, that was my fifth. My number five is Nick Chubb. And I've I've talked about like take or um, workload for everybody on this list pretty much. And the same goes for him. Uh, Kareem Hunt has been kind of stealing some carries from him the last two years, I guess, something like that. He requested a trade recently. Now, I don't know if that trade's going to go through. Kareem Hunt did. Hunt did. Yeah hunted yeah so i i don't know if um that trade will go through before the season starts whatever it may be i think but it's because it, it's just contract issue that's the case that hump hunts uh gone somewhere else chubs in for a load of of work because uh with watson out at least the first what six games yeah for now he's starting um, tomorrow they play jacksonville and jack's crazy tomorrow, yeah um yeah nick chubs in for a massive season oh he's just a tank we mentioned AJ Dillon as a tank. Uh, Nick Chubb's a a load of human being. Beast. Um, my number four is Dalvin Cook, who is electric to watch. Very fun to watch. Just just watching him like juke and his explosiveness explosiveness is ridiculous. He played thirteen yeah. games last year. Had eleven hundred rushing yards. Um. He's had he's like had a first career four point seven yards per average, which is really good. Um, he didn't have as many receiving yards as I thought he would. He only had two hundred twenty four, but he is a game changer, and he is very fun to watch. And I think he's gonna have a really good year this year. He's also a guy who is uh, twenty seven. <laughs> wow, he just got to stay healthy. Yes, that's that's the big thing health. with him. He hasn't played a full season his whole career. You played 13 games last year, the two years before that, 14. Yeah. And he had 1,500 receiving or rushing yards in 2020, playing 14 games. So, wow. Yeah. You just stay healthy. 
But my favorite um, is his backup who looks exactly like him. And when he gets in and starts, he yeah. plays exactly like Dalvin <laughs> yeah. Cook and is amazing. Alexander Madison. Yeah. Yes. Fantasy, fantasy saver. Ooh, um, Goldie Homer. Man, I'm always just a little behind. <laughs> um, my number four, and you made a lot of good points on him, but my number four is Christian McCaffrey. And uh, I'm I'm a huge believer in um, in a guy being high on the list because of health. So that really kind of contradicts me putting him this high on my list. Uh, but uh, I think if if he puts it all together and he's healthy for 17 games, would you agree if. he could be? Yeah, if's huge. But would you agree he could be a number one? Oh yeah, without a doubt. Okay. If if we were doing it after if these last two seasons didn't happen and we we're doing it after his yeah. a thousand rushing, thousand receiving, he'd be number one. Yeah. I I'm just I guess I'm just really betting on that, which is a big, big bet because uh he has not proven to be healthy. But he was my number four. Get also he may he may play if he stays healthy, he may play better because Baker Mayfield is exactly kind of an upgrade over Newton and Darnold. Yeah. Yeah. Even Newton bef- a couple years ago, he still wasn't yeah. that great. Yeah. But uh, get us started with our final three here. You, um, I, I have my three, and I don't. I feel like I'm missing a name, which kind of is worrying me, but go ahead. Uh, oh God. <laughs> um, my number three is Nick Chubb. Just a beast. Oh, oh, okay. He is, oh, man, so fun to watch. I'm not missing a name. That makes me feel better. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. He's his career yards per attempt is 5.3. So that's crazy. You just get a first down and two carries. But last year, uh, 1,200 rushing yards. He only played 14 games. He had an injury, but he's not a big pass catcher as he only had 174 receiving yards. But he's just ridiculous. Uh, he's just so fun to watch. He's just like a prototypical running back. He just runs over people, breaks tackles, is fast, yeah. just awesome. I just love watching him. He's just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, he's he's very <laughs> exciting. What did Nato get one? Yeah, back to back. Sorry, yeah, I'm I'm literally like two pitches behind. Speaking of home runs, uh, Nick Chubb is a home run. <laughs> there you get go. The home run. Good know? connection. Yeah. Um. My number three was Dalvin Cook. He's going to have a big year this year, too, especially with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Uh, so my number three was Dalvin Cook. And uh, I think he is, if McCaffrey's fully healthy, uh, he has a case to be the best. I mentioned um, uh, dual quarterback last episode, being mm-hmm. able to run really well and throw really well. So in this case, being able to catch, uh, receive really well and be able to run really well. I think McCaffrey has the potential to be the best dual running back. Oh, but, for sure. Uh, in my opinion, Dalvin Cook is there right now. I think he he's elite in both uh, categories. And again, like you like we mentioned when you talked about him, it's health for Dalvin Cook. Um, but even though Kirk Cousins get, get, Kirk Cousins gets a lot of hate, uh, he can find Dalvin Cook. He has weapons, man. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. Uh, Osborne, I believe, is over there as well. Mm. So, um, yeah, Cook was my number three. I think he's a tremendous running back. My number two is uh, Jonathan Taylor, led the league in rushes, rushing yards, uh, rushing touchdowns, yard, the length of a run, 83 yards, uh, yards per game. Basically, just had a career year last year. Oh my goodness. As a rookie at a thousand yards and 11 touchdowns, which I really didn't realize, 
but just ridiculous. 1,800 yards rushing, 18 touchdowns, uh, average 5.5 yards per attempt on like, I think he had the more rushes than any of these other players on this list, 333, yeah. which is ridiculous. If Derrick Henry was fully healthy, he may have had just as many, but mm-hmm. uh, just elite. And he's only uh, 23. So to me, this is who I would take number one on fantasy. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. Without a he doubt. He is insane and very fun to watch and play. It just seemed like every game you're just waiting for that big run from Jonathan oh, Taylor watching red zone. It's like they flip to the Colts game and you're like, oh, what did Jonathan yeah. Taylor just do? Yeah, what a season for him last year. Um, and, and I I'm, think the I'm, Colts will be better. They have Matt Ryan as their quarterback. And I think yeah. Jonathan Taylor is going to have a super really. I'm really happy with you, Zach, right now. I'm really happy you put him number two because I had Derrick Henry number two on my list. And I, I'm a huge Derrick Henry fan. I think he is still the scariest running back in the league. Like, oh, yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. Like, he's so scary. <laughs> like, intimidating as he's 6'3, 247 pounds. <laughs> we, don't, we don't see running backs like that um, for sure. So he was my number two. Um, I'm sure he's your number one, so you can carry it, carry it uh, with the Derrick Henry love. Yeah. So my number one is Josh Jacobs from the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, Derrick Henry. Yeah. Um, like if he didn't break his foot last year, oh my God, he was averaging 117 yards per game last year. Mm-hmm. Um, which with the 17 game season, he could have broke the rushing record. I think. And I really hope his foot stays healthy and he gets back to his crazy self because in 2020 he had 2,000 rushing yards. The year before that, 1,500, and he led the league in both. He led him, led the league those two years in rushes, yards, touchdowns, and yards per game. So I just gave it to him because, like, I know we got hurt and we're talking about injuries. It's not like McCaffrey's yeah. been hurt, like, the last two years. Yeah. He played half the year, broke his foot. It's really his first injury. He hasn't really been injured. Yeah. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He was playing ridiculous until he got injured. He had ridiculous years before that. And he's just, my only advice is go for the legs. <laughs> for real. Yeah, for real. Um, and then my number one is Rashad Penny for the Seattle. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Taylor was my number one. And. You know, I kind of, I almost put him there because I feel like you would give me crap if I didn't put him there, but you put Derrick Henry there. Yeah. I was um, debating, but, but I was like, Derrick Henry just had a couple uh, more proven, I would say. Definitely. Jonathan, but also not because he Taylor just got injured. So. I did not know Jonathan Taylor was 23. That yeah, is insane. He was also ridiculous uh, but, in college at Wisconsin. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, but 1,800 rushing yards, 20 total touchdowns last year, not to mention an amazing offensive line. I know Quentin Nelson gets a lot of praise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know the names, but all the all the stats and all the analytics and all the rankings show uh, that offensive line is top notch in the league, yeah. um, which really helps him out. But like you mentioned with in the, in the passing game, I'm not a Carson Wentz hater. I think he's still good enough to be a starting quarterback. Uh, he's a starting quarterback. He's playing for the Commanders. What what'd you say? I said Carson Wentz is on the Commanders. Yeah, I, I was getting. I was saying like last year he had Carson Wentz. Oh, okay. so like I'm not with like the Carson Wentz hate. Uh, mm-hmm. But my point is Matt Ryan is better than Carson Wentz. 
So I think that will even help even more, like you mentioned, with um, the, the pass game with Jonathan Taylor. But um, we could look back at this in about a year, man, uh, when we do this again, and we could be saying there's like four or five guys that could be making a case for that number one. Uh, there's a lot of good running backs, and we left a few even off the list. I mean, I really like Antonio Gibson for Washington. I don't know. He's, I know he's probably not uh, top 10. Obviously, but neither, of us have, neither of us had him. Yeah. But he's top fifteen. Saquon yeah. Barkley, if again, if healthy, could yeah. be electric. If he's healthy, like he was his rookie year, he'd be top ten. What are the, some I, other names I'm missing here? I honestly think Etn, if he has a really good rookie year, could be considered top ten, not he's, like top he's five. Electric. Yeah. Um, James Robinson probably last year was in some people's top tens off mm-hmm. his rookie year. Um. Melvin Gordon probably wouldn't be in anyone's now, but a couple of years ago he was in a top 10. Yeah. There's a lot of good running backs, I feel like, in the league. I'm seeing a lot of people talk about Brees, Brees Hall. Bryce Hall? Brees Hall, yeah, from Iowa State. For, yeah, for the Jets. I'm, I'm hearing a lot of people talk about mm-hmm. him. And uh, Josh Jacobs, he's, I mean, he even is a good running I mean, he's not probably not top yeah. 10, but he's a good running back. Yeah, and I'm I, on a fantasy I, team. I not about Rashad. amazing. Gets the job done. He's solid, yeah. And I, I talked about Rashad Penny in, in a joking way. But he's going to be the lead back for Seattle now. Yeah, he showed he could be like really good last year yeah. uh, when healthy. He has had such bad injuries. Wasn't is he like the NCAA like career rushing leader or something? He went to like he San Diego be. State. Yeah, he might be. Um, but I'm still so hurt with Chris Carson, man, because th- that dude's ability, like he's top ten running back in the league. I really believe yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And and for him, it borderline. If 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 you disagree, um, but I think. Oh man, him him helping out with like Russ and I mean that team was offensively so gifted. Mm-hmm. Um, but sadly he had to retire. Uh, Ooh, Cam ne- Akers. Cam Akers definitely he was hurt all year last year until the postseason, definitely. for sure. Um, but that was our running back ranking. We will have wide receivers this Sunday. Um, and uh, what else we got to say here? Car the Cardinals are hopefully making a comeback by the time we uh, see you guys next time. And uh, anything to send us off with Zach? Nope. Thanks everyone for listening. See you guys next time. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Yeah. Enjoy your weekend. (laughs) 